Joshua, how many signings did we make? 30 signings. What don't we give? We don't give a fuck. What are we going to do? We're staying up. Hello and welcome to the Miss Rolling Podcast. As always, my name is Jacob Staten and as usual, I'm joined by J. Joshua, Jonah Armstrong, J. J. Jonah, Oshua, Morgan Gibbs-White, Jonah Armstrong, JJ. How are you? That felt as long as the game that I've just witnessed uh, felt. Mm. For context of, of the listeners or the viewers or whatever, we're recording this at 10 past 10, directly yep. after Forrest have just taken three points against Southampton. So, whew. Let's, Jacob, just for a second, let's just breathe. <sighs> we did it. We did it. Jacob, how are you? Yep. How are you feeling? Now the uh, the resting heart rate has uh, brought itself back down. Um, the stress eating of the uh, little fake Colin Caterpillars and the uh, drinking of the uh, fake little Heineken's has, uh, has come to an end. I'm, I'm, I'm a very happy man, Joshua. How are you? I I don't know. I really don't know. If there was a, you talk about roller coaster of emotions. That was horrendous, but also fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. Hated it, and I loved it so much. Um, I apologize in advance for any overspilling of emotion within this. If I exaggerate or go too far off the deep end or something, because my emotions are not currently regulated after that, because it was a lot. Um, you need to give Ruby a nice big cuddle, don't you? I need to give Ruby a nice big cuddle. But Forrest currently, after getting those three points, vital three points uh, against Southampton in a 4 free thriller, move out of the relegation zone into 16th place on 33 points. Three points clear of the bottom three. It feels big. It feels humongous. Um, first of all, I'd like to start off by saying to the neutral... Uh, you're very welcome yeah, for a uh, yeah. match of football. Fuck me. For a neutral, that must have been unreal. Yeah. For a Monday night, a Monday night bank holiday, and you're rounding off your bank holiday with that game of football, you're welcome. It's bit, it's, well, what, I hate to say this, but the Everton game, I wasn't really neutral in that because I had stakes in the Everton losing camp. But you follow that that game up with. Uh, with this, it's it's a great Monday for football in the Premier League. It's classic Barclays, as they say. Classic Barclays. <laughs> nice. Nice, yeah. I mean, I think the uh, no matter how much you want to take the piss, the Mystic Mac, Mystic Prick uh, selection, wah, 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 wah. apart from Kawate not being in the midfield, it was it was bang on, wasn't it? The, the going for swapping back to the 4-3-3 and trying to bully them was pretty much exactly what we tried to do. I mean, you know, we, we didn't exactly have a lot of possession. I think we were, we were talking before, it was about 36%. So, you know, it's it's not it's not what you not what you do with it. It's about, well, I suppose what about what you do when you have it, isn't it, I suppose? <laughs> the, but, class, um, the classic saying. The classic saying, yeah. It's not but, what you uh, do with it, it's about what you do when you have it. Whatever that means. We're on cloud nine, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, Lots the, the, starting, the starting 11... Um, it was nice, and I, I think happy. I think this season has been less so. There's, you know, you always find a fault with something, or at least I I can. Uh, but last season there was the lovely refreshing feeling of looking at a Forest team sheet and being like, "Yep, yeah, that's it." And it felt like tonight the team the team mm-hmm. got announced, and I was like, 
yeah, that he's got it right. That's it. Um, and that was really refreshing to see. It instilled some confidence um, in the night. So I think he got the team selection completely right. Lovely. I mean, Danilo and Mangala as a midfield two have been working really well, but it's lovely to see the injection of Ryan Yates in there. Yeah. Yeah, he makes he makes such a difference, doesn't he? Such a positive way. It's I I think the way he just puts himself about. I think take, and this might be controversial, but swap Navas out for possibly Henderson, and that's our strongest eleven at the minute. I think. Whilst I appreciate all that Navas has done and can do, he's the amount of, and then we'll come on to we'll come on to their second goal in a bit as well. But the amount of. For for every amazing save he makes, he spills one back out to someone, mm. um, and that, that 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 doesn't that doesn't weigh out for me. If you know what I mean, I, I think Henderson had a really fantastic season before that. Um, I think Navas. I, I'm not. I'm not having my cake and eating it type thing. I think Navas has been good and he's been 100%. better than Henderson would have been. Hundred um, percent. But if somebody said to me, you can have Havas, Navas or Henderson on a permanent next season. I'm taking Henderson every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Hundred um, percent. In, in in the most non disrespectful way possible. Yeah, I I completely agree. I don't want to put any disrespect on him because he's made some vital saves. Mm. Um, but I just think Henderson is a strong keeper. But anyway, that's possibly too negative for tonight. Um, the starting eleven <laughs> itself, uh, very pleased with. The first five. Five, six minutes, uh, I wasn't too chuffed with. Um, I know it's really early to call it, but I felt an, an unnerving sense of dread. And I said to you, I messaged you straight away saying, why aren't we fucking going at these? We're at home. They're the worst team in the league. We're just letting them play. And you just basically said, well, we haven't done that the rest of the season, so why do we start doing yeah. it now? Which makes complete sense, but... When you built the game up that much in your head, it was uh, a really difficult first opening bit to see. <laughs> Sorry, an unnerving sense of dread. <laughs> yeah, that just sums yeah, up Nottingham I mean, Forest to me. That that sentence. I think, I think quite clearly this this was their last roll of the dice, and I think they they and 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 absolutely fair play to them. They 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 really went for it straight off the bat. Um. But I think irrelevant of, of certain statistics, we, we controlled the game. Um, we had all the big chances. We should have been much further ahead by the end of it. I know we're kind of summarising that now, but I mean, you, the, the first goal, wonderful piece of play. It, it was kind of a Vietnam flashback to the um, Sheffield United second leg at the city ground, which was almost a year ago. Uh, it's a year ago next week, isn't it? Um the second goal, a wonderful oh, finish, finish by Taiwo. Wonderful finish. We needed both, um, that's for sure. We definitely needed both. Yeah, absolutely. Um, their first goal, uh, Morgan was quite trying to be cute too far into his own. I know he's in their half, but he's very close to halfway line. He's trying to be too cute there. I think I've, I've said that a few times, and I, and I, I love Morgan Gibbs White, and I love having a number 10 who's um, good. Um but he sometimes tries that kind of thing too close to his own goal. Um, I see the one that always sticks in my mind about that as well as the Aston Villa game. He did that quite a few times and that was, that was his real turning point. The next game, I think he really started to shine, but yeah, he, he does that kind of thing a bit too close to his own goal, in my opinion, uh, which uh, yeah, we still have an opportunity to defend, to defend it. 
Um, I think, yeah, I, think was, I think their gone. first goal to me is just a classic example of you make mistakes in this league, no matter who the opposition is, be it the bottom of the league, you'll get punished. Um, There's still a lot to do, yeah. There's still there there is still a lot to do, but that. I think they showed good quality to to do it. And mm. uh, I was very confused. I, the commentator gave me a bit of hope when he said, uh, was it Alcaraz that scored? Yeah. Um, when he briefly popped out of Yates's pocket um, to score the mm. goal. Um, the commentator said he was looking to the linesman. And I thought, looking, I don't think he was even close to no the way offside. Way. No so way. I thought, oh, here we go. Maybe this is overturned. And then they showed the replay. I was like, nah, he's he's nah. well well on. Um, <laughs> nah. I think they showed, I think they just exposed us and it was a, a well-worked goal. So it was one of those, we're 2-0 up. We didn't need to give them a goal. It was it was just one of those ah forest moments. Yeah, I mean, I still think that, like I said, I think I still think they had a lot to do. I think in the championship, Armstrong in that position, I think the equivalent player of Armstrong who squared it probably takes the shot and we have a fifty fifty chance of getting rid of it type thing. But um, and then you know instead of instead of cowering cowering down and wasting time and being silly, we we. Went up the other end of the pitch, won a, a stone cold penalty. I, I, I think I said to you, I, I felt a bit sorry for the defender. It's one of those ones where they've both gone for the ball, and it just happens that Johnson was quicker than uh, I think it was Carl Walker Peters, wasn't it? Mm. A bit quicker, but you know, it, it is a penalty at the end of the day. Um, wonderfully converted by Morgan Gibbs White, wonderfully converted um, at the same end again as the, um, the penalties from the Sheffield United second leg. Um, and then obviously that takes half time, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for the to win the penalty, I thought Johnson was really quick thinking. Um, yeah, to nip his 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 foot in with such a short amount of time, uh, I thought was brilliant, and it was a penalty. So obviously we're very happy. Mm. Um, there's a a new trend in football where the penalty taker doesn't stand on the spot; they get protected by. Um, whoever's holding the ball gets mm. the abuse on the play. But everyone knows that that's the case now. Everyone knows Ryan Yates isn't going to be taking it. Um, but there was a moment when Danilo was standing with Ryan Yates and I was so fucking pumped for Danilo to take a penalty. I <laughs> absolutely love Danilo and we'll talk about him later on. Um, but I was so pumped for Danilo to take a penalty. Yeah. Um, but I was I was glad when, he, when they gave it to Gibbs White because I did think he'd score it and down the middle, McCarthy did get a, a slight foot on it or toe on it or whatever. And in that yeah. brief moment, it did feel like time completely stood still. Um, but, mm. you know, you put enough pace on it and you slot it in like that, the the ball's going to go in. So it took us to half time and I just, I just don't think I really breathed during that entire 15 minute period. <laughs> it was, it was, I knew it was coming. I knew it wasn't going to be fun. I had a 3-1 bet on. Forest to win. I didn't cash it out because I thought there's no point. Cash out isn't worth it, but I knew there's going to be more goals come in. Um, it was one of those where you just thought, whatever happened in this next 45 minutes, please God get us through it because we knew it was going to be, it was going to be stressful. So yeah. yeah. What were your thoughts during that 15 minute period? Um, I I'd come back on and carry on playing. If I'm being honest, I was, I was. It's one of those ones where I like I needed it to go to get. I needed them to get back on the pitch because I was sick to death of. Like I, I turned over. I couldn't listen to them talk about it because I was too nervous. Yeah, I, 
I've really got like in my in my old age and my my limitations for pundits talking nonsense about the club that you support is is really growing thin. So yeah, I turned over and, and kind of counted down counted sixty seconds fifteen times and, and tried to get over it and through it as quickly as possible. But yeah, it was uh I, it was I, a stressful time knowing knowing what was likely to follow. At half time I wanted a nice peaceful fifteen minutes just trying take a step back from football and just relax. Um, instead, I got a video call from my mum saying, Forrest is going to throw this away, which didn't help. And then she said to my grandma, what do you think to his new haircut? She said she liked it. And my mum said, fuck off, he looks like a monk. So it was a more stressful halftime period than it needed to be. And I don't think it helped. Set up the se- it didn't help set up the second it half. Showing up. So I was, I, was on, I was on edge for the second half. And... Uh, <laughs> We came out quite late, I believe, uh, which didn't help either. Um, before we go into second half, I just want to say uh, the Forest fan base in the first half uh, for Moll of Kintyre sounded incredible on TV. Um, mm. And throughout the majority of the first half and second half, unbelievable. Anyway, second half, Moll of Kintyre. Sorry, just to add to, to, to the first half, Moll. Really appreciate the Sky commentator talking for it. Yeah, when, nice you, when, you, when you're talking, saying how loud it is and how good the atmosphere yeah. is, saying it afterwards, not during it. I do hate that. Man. I do hate that. Um, but yeah, second half, Mullingar tires on. Uh, we are ready to go again. What happens next, Jacob? Talk to me. Well, there's a, a, cl- a classic James Ward Prowse uh, corner comes into the box and. Lyanko, never heard of the, never heard of him before. Heads it straight into uh, straight at Navas, who decides to fall over and smash it into the back of his own net. Yeah, um, which you know, I think he probably does see it late, and it was quite a strong header straight at him. But just, uh, and this isn't a Navas criticism. This is a goalkeepers in general in this day and age. Just fucking catch the ball for the love of Jesus Christ. Um. I would have had I would have had less problem if he'd caught it and fallen backwards over his own line. But the way he's just spilt it into his own net, good God! Um, but that's the threat, isn't it? When you play against Southampton, if if you if you give them corners, if you give them set pieces, that, he's going to punish you, isn't he? Well, that's it, and that, I I think I messaged you as well. The one thing we need to not do is just give James Ward-Prowse an, mm. an option to just whip it in. And it felt like for a few minutes we just kept giving them a chance. And I think there was a few set pieces in a row. There was a, a free kick. There was a corner, um, which would just felt like it almost felt inevitable that James Ward-Prowse would... I mean, his deliveries were fucking unbelievable. Um, I know they obviously scored from this one, but there's a few that they probably should have got more from. Yeah. He is he is incredible at, at set-piece delivery. Yeah. It's, um, it's, a, it's an odd one for me, Sorry, mate. It's an odd one for me because because of the way their team is. They're, they're quite young players. They're quite um, technical players. I don't think playing for set pieces the way that they do. And and this isn't really criticism of them or all the referees. That I felt the referees that they they try and win free kicks rather than carry on the play. Um, I'm not saying they weren't free kicks, and I'm not saying the referees buying it, but there's a, there's an element of both. Um, I just don't think it helps their overall play, if you know what I mean. Like rather, so than... Ward Prowse is. I know he, he he scores a few free kicks and possibly mm. sets up a few, but possibly is a detriment to that squad. Because I look, I I I look at that squad for Southampton tonight, and to give them credit, I think there's a good squad in there. 
I really yeah. do. They're, they're all not, just they're really, really near, young. They're nowhere near as bad as bottom of the league for me. No. Um, no. But to, anyway, to, we'll not blow smoke up their arse. Um, <laughs> for the uh, second goal, it came off the back of a bit of a random bit of play where Yates tried to pass it to Johnson and Johnson wasn't quite switched on and the, the ball somehow ended up going out for a corner. Um, and, I mean, great delivery. Um, they scored They scored the second goal and at 3-2, I think, I don't know about you, but I got the sense of this is classic Forest once again. Um, we're going to throw this away. Um no, I don't think I did. I think I think we still we were still. I I tend to get that when we when we're not creating chances, we were still creating chances. Um, and speaking of creating chances, Morgan gives why that 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 goal was just absolutely. So our our fourth goal, the Danilo goal, was absolutely phenomenal. The 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 play, the build up, the the touch from Morgan gives why into Danilo's path, the finish from Danilo, just absolutely phenomenal. Um. Yeah, we need we need to talk about Danilo. Um, you could talk yeah. about Gibbs White's pass all you want, but Danilo is a very special player. Um, and over the last few weeks, he's shown his importance to us. And when he went off injured against Brentford, I was really worried that he wouldn't show again this season in a forest yeah. shirt. So I was really pleased to see him back today, and um, because I think he's going to be vital to us having any chance of staying up. Um. Mm. And he was obviously. I think he was a fantastic player. I think his his ball over the top to set to sort of start the move for the first goal was essential. Yep. Um, he obviously scored a goal. He was uh, a battler. He linked up play really well. He's a really special player. Um, I think we talk about January business. We talk about it being pretty bad in terms of IU, Chris Wood, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, the sort of signing of Danilo outweighs both of them for me because I think he's going to be completely vital um, to us staying up. And he's come from uh, Brazil and it's he's in a transition period where mm. Cooper says he's not going to throw him in at the deep end too much. He needs to have a special program. And I think he got thrust in quite early for me by the sounds of it, from what Cooper was saying in interviews, I think he went in earlier than he needed to because of injuries and because of the fact that he needed to go in because of the squad's um, lack of depth, so to speak. Mm. But since he's been in as as a regular um, member of the squad, I think he's shown his talent. I think he's made the place his own. Um, and to say that this is his very first season, only a few months in, in a country where he can't speak the language and he's adjusting. If we're getting these performances out of him, if we can just stay up and yeah. build on this for next season, I think he's going to be a massive player. And I think he gets the best out of Gibbs White as well. Because I think when you have someone like John Joe Shelby pinging balls over the top and bypassing Morgan Gibbs White, mm. we don't see the best of him. And we talk about him having a few shit games, and that's probably because John Joe Shelby was playing. Danilo links up well with him, uh, and I just think the fact that at ninety minutes he was sprinting around the pitch with so much energy, uh, I can't think of many other players that could do that. So, I don't know if you yeah. can tell, I quite like the quite like the kid. Hmm. Um, I suppose I suppose that leads us into to, to kind of rounding off the game, doesn't it, with the the, the Southampton penalty and. 
yeah, it, it, again, it was very similar, very similar to the one we got. Where it is definitely a penalty, but it's it's a bit weak, isn't it? You know, Lavi is already, he's already passed the ball. It's not, it's not like the, the Southampton have lost the ball or we've won it back or anything like that. They've still got the ball; it's barely a touch. But you know, it's a penalty and a great penalty, very similar to ours. But I mean, and I get that it was checked for VR, VAR, and all that kind of thing, but. The referee added on nearly four four extra minutes of added time. That was that was a bit unnecessary. From from I, I think the referee actually had a pretty decent game, apart from being a little bit susceptible to them trying to win free kicks all the time. But yeah, it was just a, just a bit bit of an odd ending to the game. We were getting we were both getting quite frustrated, weren't we, over chat? Yeah, definitely. And I I mean, yes, it was given as a penalty, but I was surprised because I just think it's so soft. Um, really weak, but if you're on the receiving end of it, you think, yeah, that's a penalty. There's no way mm. they can overturn it. And if you're on the other end of it, you think that has to be overturned. So I can mm. see why. Um, thankfully, it only gave us another 10 minutes of heart attack rather than um, another platform for them to score and equalize. Yeah. Um, it was a horrible ending. We'll, we'll, we need to sort of go back a bit though, because you missed out a very important moment. Um, oh, the Felipe! Felipe. Yeah. A centre back yeah. to have that torch and finish like that. Uh, I was gutted when that got overruled uh, because I think if anyone deserves a goal for Forest, it's Felipe. I think he's been immense. He's been a man mountain, so to speak. Um, yeah. So for him to get his goal, I was really pleased, and to take it like that as well was beautiful. Um, he is. What is he, Jacob? Go, uh, go on. Oh, I thought you'd finish my sentence. The best defender I've seen in a forest shirt. Um, oh, of course. He's, yeah. right. In my head, I was thinking Top Shagger. Possibly. I'd love to find out. Um, <laughs> we say it every po- podcast, but I think he's one of, the, one of the best defenders I've ever seen in a forest shirt. So I was really I think, pleased to see him think- score, and it's such a shame that that got overruled. I think that cues up my next question of who who is your man of the match? Let's okay, let's change. Sorry, let's change that because we don't often do these straight after games, so we 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 can mix this format up a bit. Um, who was your man of the match? Who was your special mention? And who was the one you think you wouldn't play next game? Fuck. Um, man of the match for me was Danilo. Um, mm-hmm. for the aforementioned reasons, I think he linked up play really well. Took his goal well. Um, he was he was vital tonight. Special mention um, is between two. I'm going to give it to Morgan Gibbs White. Uh, the other one was Felipe um, because Morgan Gibbs White was a very close contender for man of the match. Um, and his touch for Danilo's. Uh, you did start to talk about that. However, I. Um, interrupt you and just spoke about how amazing Danilo is but the vision for that touch to to set up Danilo for the fourth goal was absolutely beautiful he took away his penalty really nicely so kudos to the guy I think he deserved a lot of credit and the person that I wouldn't play next game is a very difficult one to answer because of the starting 11 none of them had a bad game I don't think I think they all had a lot of credit um, if I had to pick one, 
maybe Sam Surridge, uh, only because he gave away the penalty, but that wasn't really a penalty. But you're making me answer the question. Um, he also didn't start the game, so that's an irrelevant point. Is it only starters? Yeah, well, you're going to drop him, aren't you? You're going to drop from the starting 11. You have to. You can say no one. No one. The only person I would drop would be Navas for Henderson, but that's not a possibility. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back this year, will he? Same question back to you. Man of the okay. match, special mention, uh, and person you drop. Man of the match would be a tough one for me between Felipe and Morgan Gibbs White, but I'm probably going to go Felipe. He was at fault for none of the goals. He is cool as a cucumber on the ball. Him and Nia Carte, when they, well, when Nia Carte's fit, I suppose, they are good enough to be account for being three centre-backs. We don't have to play the back three or the back, or the back five, whichever way around you like it, uh, when, when those two are fit. Um, he took the, the, the touch and the goal really well, so he was well, well offside in the end. But he's he's been an, he's been different gravy since we signed him. He's he to uh, me is everything you said that Steve Cook was when we signed him in January last season. Yeah, Felipe's yeah. been the same yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 been different gravy since we signed him, but he's just gone from Bisto to like your nan's homemade with like all the different fats and salt and sugar and <laughs> that kind of gravy. He's he's gone from being top of the range to being bang tidy type thing. He, he's, he's been fantastic. Um, special mention is, is is an odd one, I think, but, but probably Joe Worrell filling in at right back. He did wow. his job. He I, I, When I say special mention, I mean special, I, I say it's not special mention, but like he wouldn't normally get a mention. Would it, but you just said a minute ago, it had to be the starters. No, yeah, for the person you drop. Okay, whatever. You didn't drop a sub, do you? Because they're loose, dropped. Very loose terms and conditions there. Carry on. Mm, very, very loose between the ears. Um, yeah, I'd say Joe Warrell special mention because he came. Aurier was having a good game. He's come in. He's not looked out of place. He's in an unfamiliar position, and I just think he he slotted in nicely. We didn't have to change the formation and change the way the game was going. I know we did later on when Wally came on for, I did, for Johnson. But... I did cringe when I saw. Warrell go to right back, but just because I thought this is not the time to fuck about. Um, but fair play, got nothing bad yeah. to say about the lad. Yeah, uh, and the one I drop, um, I'm going to force myself to answer and not cop out. Oh, come um, on. <laughs> if I had to pick somebody, like gun to my head, I had to pick someone. It'd probably be Mangala, and I'd probably play. Uh, Kawate or, or you know I'm a big Froiler fan probably Froiler holding but yeah if gun to my head it'd be Mangala but I still, I'd, I can't, have, I'd rather he still I'd, had a good he still had a good game I'd rather be shot than say Mangala I think that's criminal <laughs> pull the trigger is what I say yeah <laughs> pull the trigger nice um, cool well that leads us into the uh, Chelsea game is it Saturday or Sunday yes <laughs> it is yeah, yes. Uh yeah, come back. Saturday on Saturday, three o'clock, apparently. Saturday, three o'clock, lovely. Get your live streams going. Um Joshua, give me a scoreline. Uh one one. Oh, okay. Okay. Jacob, give me a scoreline. Uh two on the mighty, mighty, mighty biggest club in the world, Reds. Are you I I, I feel confident. I 
before this game tonight, when you look at the roadmap for survival, there is ro- mm. no roadmap that exists for us to survive without winning tonight. Um, and we've done that. We've ticked that off. We're close. We're very, very close. And I don't think it's going to take much. After watching Leeds and Leicester recently, it's not going to take much. So Chelsea, to me, at the start of the season, you would say Chelsea away, no chance. However, Chelsea at the minute are a broken club. They don't know who they are. They've got no identity. And Fat Frank doesn't have a fucking clue. So I think this is a really good opportunity to build on the success of the last three games being Brighton, three points, a massive win. I know Everton beat them today, but a massive win considering what they're doing this season. Brentford, we lost, but we should have won, really. Big performance away. They're a very special team at home this season. So Chelsea away, I think, I mean, obviously, we, we won tonight against Southampton. That's the easiest of the, these four fixtures. But Chelsea away should technically be the second easiest of those four fixtures to me. Yeah. So we should be targeting that to at least get a point. And I think if we get a point, that could be job done. Um, Obviously, Forest away is a, a completely different animal. I always have to caveat every time we talk about Forest playing an away game. Um, But I don't think there's a better team to play at the minute than Chelsea under Frank Lampard and my main worry was that he'd be sacked before we played them and the Bournemouth win has brought him at least another game so technically it's a free hit given the amount they've spent on their squad but I think we should definitely target that and be quietly confident that we could take something from that game yeah absolutely (laughs) you say Um, 2-1 what are your reasonings for that because I think would a point is is more likely a win what makes you so I, confident given the season we've had away i think we'll just following following brighton game which was good the brentford game which was better than the score suggests this game which was probably again better than the score suggests i think we'll bully them i think we'll play a similar team um we'll get about them i i just i can i can see us nicking something i can just i just can yeah i mean T- today felt so must win. Um, like I say, the roadmap to survival had to include a win tonight. And having that three points just feels like a massive weight off the shoulders. Yep. So we've got three stabs at it now. We've got Chelsea, Arsenal and Palace. I'm confident out of those three games, we can at least get three points. I think. Yeah. At least yeah. two at least two points to be more realistic. And I think two points would be enough. But I think yeah. I really hope that we could possibly get it wrapped up before the last game. But th- yes. that's what tonight has done. Tonight has been a massive, massive win. Massive three points. Massive confidence build-up. We scored four goals, by the way. <laughs> we, we I did have, say we scored the most, four. Just... Is the most we scored before this three this season? Gets Brighton, three one. Yes, yeah. So 100%. four goals is 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 huge, um, and mm. from different players. So it's it's very good to see. Um, I think we can build on this, and the the optimism and the hopefulness is back, which is a terrible time because oh, it's yeah. the hope that kills you. It is the hope that kills you. Um, so I think that kind of rounds us out this week. JJ, very nicely. Before we go, and we, we give the usual the usual spiel, 
I'd like to do a special mention this week to uh, <laughs> a little, a little tiny uh, League One club. Um, they won't be participating in any kind of uh, late season festivities uh, as they didn't fancy beating Sheffield Wednesday. And God bless Peterborough United <laughs> for winning the way two 0 at Barnsley. What, what a Sunday uh, that was! What a Sunday! It could be, you know. Oh, it couldn't have gone better, could it? I'd like um, to do a special mention before we wrap up as well. Oh. Uh, to our friends in Forest All Over who hit 100 episodes. Um, really, really top guys. We've met both of them for pints separately. It'd be great to meet up with them together. Um, oh. But if you're a Forest fan and don't follow them or listen to them, check them out there. Forest All Over. Um, good friends of the pod, I would say now. Uh, we really do like them. I was WhatsApping Chris tonight. Um, but yeah, they've just done their hundredth episode, so drop them a follow. They're really top guys. Yep, top lads. Um, and also drop us a really- follow. We're if you're if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit subscribe because we're near in seven hundred subscribers. And if you're listening, please head to YouTube, search Miss Rolling Podcast, and subscribe because the last few episodes we keep losing subscribers. So get us to seven hundred, please. I. I think that's there's there's a I don't know if anybody follows it or I think you have to follow Elon Musk, don't you? If you're on Twitter, because it used to be with Tom on the uh, on the uh, oh MySpace all those years ago. I think they're they're purging old accounts that aren't used, are they? So I think there's right. there's there's a thing there. Um, we are still sponsored by Football Prizes, which is sensational. Is it still the Felipe Prize, Joshua? It is. It gets drawn this Thursday. Oof. We'll put a post up uh, advertising it. So keep an eye out for that. I'm going to enter it because. I'd love to win a Felipe shirt. He's beautiful. Two, two days, 20 hours, 47 minutes, three, two, one, zero seconds. Get entered. Uh, the link, the link will be down below. Tickets, which is the link Nine will be here. down below. Nine here. Muchachos. Take us home, uh, Jacob. Take us home. Take us home. If you're listening for the first time, thank you very much for finding us. If you've come back again, we love you. You red. You red.